When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, sir. The last breakfast of 2022. We're rolling. Colts, huge game against the New York Giants, and I'll tell you why it's going to be huge, and it's huge for Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday needs to win it, if not Sunday against the Giants. Against whom is it going to come? The next quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts, whether they get that quarterback through the draft or through free agency or through a trade, is going to be flawed. We'll go over that a little bit. The Pacers, a win last night against the Cavs at Cambridge Fieldhouse. How much fun was that to watch? I got to tell you, I was a little on the fence about subscribing to Bally Sports Indiana in order to watch Pacers games. 20 bucks a month, that's a little rich for my blood. However, the Pacers are justifying that expense, and I love it. Buddy Heald set an NBA record last night. We'll talk about that a little bit. Purdue gets a win. Butler loses. The Indiana women lose, and that was sad. They were undefeated. They're rolling a little bit, and they lost to Michigan State. This is Breakfast with Kent for Friday, December 30th, 2022. 2022 is coming to an end. We're going to finish it with a flourish, a giveaway of epic proportions. If you subscribe to this podcast podcast channel, whatever you, you find this, you could win this Andre Tippett jersey, signed jersey, Hall of Famer, 2008 Patriots. Hey, it's a Patriots jersey, but it's the kind of old school Patriots jersey we like, not the newfangled one that we don't like that we associate with Tom Brady. Ugh. Tom Brady, he's old. Don't wish for Tom Brady as a quarterback for the Colts. He's an old man. The quarterbacks that the Colts could get... By the way, we're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is in the world. Go to the best dentist. If he's right here in your backyard, and he is, if you live on the northeast side of Indy or in Fishers, Noblesville, whatever, Pendleton, Mike O'Neill's right there for you. You got a chance to go to the best dentist in the world. Count your blessings. Make the call, 317-849-2933. That's easy. Subscribe, like, hit the bell. So you get an alert every time we go live. And if you want to make a donation, it's very nice of you to do. We appreciate that. Go ahead. Uh, Colts, Giants, 1 o'clock Sunday. Now look, we know what the deal is with the Colts. They're 4-10-1. They have no chance to go to the playoffs at all, despite the fact that the Titans keep losing and losing and losing. And we'll talk about that briefly because it affects gamblers. Betting against Vegas, it doesn't go real well. Very often. Last night, it went poorly for everybody. Uh, but this is going to be a game where if the Colts lose, they could not draft worse than seventh. If the Colts win, uh, you know, anywhere in the top ten is still in play, depending on the results of the other games this weekend. So really, we're much more concerned with whether the Colts win or lose based upon where their draft slot's going to be. 
four months from now in April. Jeff Saturday and the Colts, and we were in the locker room yesterday and, and watched practice for a bit of time, just as they stretch and whatnot, and watching the quarterbacks warm up. You saw, still, these guys are going out, doing their jobs, trying to get stuff done, understanding that winning is important. Winning is really important to Jeff Saturday. He didn't come here to lose. He's trying to figure out how to win games. The players are trying to figure out not just how to win games for themselves and each other, but how to go get a job next year. We talked to Rodney McLeod for a while. He's a 32-year-old safety. He's trying to hang on in the league as long as he can and play this child's game, right? It's important that he show over these last two weeks that he is still worthy of an NFL contract, if not with the Colts, with somebody else. That's what goes on with this team, right? You're trying. This is an audition for what you're going to do next year. The injury list yesterday, same as it's been. Ashton Doolin's got the concussion. You got a couple ankles with Kenny Moore and Kylan Granson. They're hoping that Moore and Granson can play on Sunday afternoon. But if they can't, that's okay, too. Because I think Julian Blackman looks like a guy who can play that slot corner position. Alex Campbell asks, can we fire Ballard? What more uh, does Ursay need to see in order to do it? Six years, very little success, no question. Uh, one playoff win that came in 2018, that was a long time ago. Chris Ballard, is Chris Ballard the guy you trust to draft the next quarterback? We don't know whether he knows quarterbacks. We, we understand he likes to build from the inside out, but now he's got to go get a guy who can lead this off, offense. From a trade perspective, Wentz, that was a strike. Ryan, that was a strike. Phillip Rivers was prescient. That's a hell of a go-get, right? Signing Phillip Rivers uh, to that contract and having that team somehow or another go 11-5 and five with him not throwing any harder than Matt Ryan, but just throwing smarter, right? And and probably throwing softer than Matt Ryan. You, you had a, a successful offensive team. They went 11-5. and five. Didn't turn the ball over. Phillip Rivers, really, really smart. That's a good thing. Uh, Matt Ryan, Nick Foles, Sam Ellinger, no, no, and no. The two guys he's drafted, Ellinger and Jacob Eason, they really haven't turned out to be much either, although they were taken in the late rounds, and that's what you get. You roll the dice, and maybe you you get lucky, and that's not what has happened for Ballard. Can you trust Ballard to go get a quarterback who's going to play at a high level when the quarterbacks who are going to be available in the draft are all flawed? You got Bryce Young, who's small. You got C.J. Stroud, who's not great under pressure. You got Will Levis, who's processor, doesn't work properly. There, there are there are shorts in the fuse box for for Will Levis. Uh, you've got Richardson, who's old. He's going to be 25 by the time draft day rolls around. And you got Hendon Hooker, who tore his ACL, and he doesn't have a lot of experience. The guys you could draft all have flaws. Can you address those flaws in order to wind up with a quarterback? Who can win you a championship. That is the challenge for whoever is going to be the general manager of the Colts. And failing that, what you're going to wind up with is another retread who may be a year, maybe two years, you know, in Indianapolis. We haven't had one. Look, 17, 
Opening day starter, Scott Tolzien. 18, Andrew Locke. 19, Jacoby Brissett. 20, Rivers. 21, Wentz. 22, Ryan. My God. I mean, what are we doing? You can't win like that. So maybe what the Colts do is instead of taking a shot at a flawed quarterback, maybe they look and, and they say, hey, you know what? Quentin Johnson, TCU's wide receiver, maybe he's a guy who can make our quarterbacks better because he's a hell of a good weapon. Or how about Jordan Addison from USC? Same deal. Uh, and then you got Peter Skaronsky, the offensive lineman from Northwestern who's projected to go in the upper half of the first round. He's a guy who can play tackle, guard, or center. Nice, nice, nice. You like that kind of versatility, uh, especially when you don't know exactly what you're going to do with Ryan Kelly. Are they going to keep Ryan Kelly? Are they going to uh, cut Ryan Kelly? What do you want to do with Braden Smith? You want to slide him over to guard? Have a, maybe Skaronsky play right tackle? Maybe you move Ryman to right tackle and Skaronsky over to left tackle? I don't know what you do. But they need some help on that offensive line unless they believe that Will Fries is a guy who they can plug and play at right tackle and get really good play next year. It's kind of where they're at, right? The defense, I don't think they need to use picks on, on the defensive side of the ball unless they go get an edge rush guy and who's going to be available. You know, when they draft anywhere from 2nd to 10th, and probably somewhere between third and seventh. You know, it, it, that fifth spot kind of, it, it's shining, right? It's blinking at us. But if the Bears, if they can beat the Lions this weekend, then the second pick is still in play. We'd love to see the Arizona Cardinals uh, beat the Atlanta Falcons. We would like to see, you know what, we want to see the Colts win, but if they lose, that's okay too. These are tough times to be a Colts fan, and it was a tough time to be a gambler on NFL games last night because Vegas had the Cowboys as a 14-point favorite and the over-under at a straight 40. What happened? Cowboys win 27-13. They win by 14, so it's a push, and the over-under, 40. Push, push, push. Everybody pushes, everybody pays the VIG. That is Vegas. And how about this? We'll talk about the Pacers. Donovan Mitchell's over-under last night for points scored was 27.5. What did he score? 28. Only because you can't score a half a point. So last night, the Pacers get the win. And, and it's a really fun game to watch. A lot of shot-making going on. And the shot-making started early. Buddy Heald takes the tip, turns, fires a three, scores. That's the quickest bucket in NBA history to start a game. Three seconds. Uh, Buddy Heald was just awesome, right? Last night, um, broke, and it was Reggie Miller's old record of four seconds set in 2000 against the Warriors uh, for a three in a game. Jared Allen actually won the tip, but he batted it to Heald. Heald just turned and fired. You're never going to score quicker than Buddy Heald scored last night. You just can't, it can't be done. The ball cannot be conveyed from the tip into the bucket in less than three seconds. So that Buddy Heald record from last night is going to live forever. Can't score in two seconds. It's impossible. Uh, Pacers, they get the win 135-126, and four Pacers scored 20 or more points. 
Uh, he had 22 for Neesmith, and Neesmith had a thunderous, violent dunk, went baseline, just like, bam, bam. I like dunks like that. I don't like your pedestrian dunks. And let's face it, most dunks these days are pedestrian. Neesmith's was not. Neesmith's was badass. Um, Halliburton last night was really good. He had 29 points, healed with 25, Matherin with 23 uh, the Pacers hit 19-31 from beyond the arc at 61.3%. You're not going to lose a lot of games hitting 19-31 from beyond the arc, as the Pacers did. Uh, Cavs last night were pretty good, too. Both teams hit better than 50% from the field. Pacers now 19-17 and 17 in the East, and they're sixth. If the postseason started today, the Pacers would be in it. Not in the play-in. They'd just straight be in the playoffs with the sixth seed. So if you're Kevin Pritchard, what do you do? By the way, I don't mean day after day after day to crap on Miles Turner, but defensively, he was god-awful last night. I don't know whether he's hurt or what's going on, but he allowed buckets. He, he was just a chicane underneath the basket last night. He did get a couple of blocks, but you know what? Allowing the buckets that he did... I thought it was just terrible. And and this is what happens when a guy says he should be the defensive player here in the NBA because he leads the league in blocks. Okay, you know, people start to scrutinize then your defense, and Miles Turner came up short last night by a significant margin. Pacers, tomorrow afternoon, 3 o'clock at Cambridge Fieldhouse, they take on the Clippers. Paul George coming back to town holds no allure to me anymore. I barely even root against the guy anymore. And, and you know, I had a good conversation yesterday about sports uh, with James Boyd of The Athletic, Matt Taylor, who does play-by-play for the Colts. We're, we're just kind of talking uh, because the locker room was virtually empty, and then we went back into the, into the media room. But one thing that we discussed was... Uh, and and this was James and I, and uh, we we were talking about uh, guys not telling the truth, you know, to the media or to and and by not telling the truth to the media, you're not telling the truth to the fans, and that was Paul George's greatest sin while he was here, not understanding that people listen to him and evaluate what he says as either truthful or you know full of nonsense. And Paul George was full of nonsense so often that he is very, very hard to root for. You know, lie to me, I can't forgive. And that's what Paul George did. Um, at any rate, Providence last night over Butler, 72-52. to 52. And here's the thing. I hate seeing Butler lose. But watching Providence play basketball, so fundamentally wired right, is really, really fun. And being so tough, Ed Cooley's teams are always tough. They block out, right? They just play hard. They defend. And man, they get after it on the defensive glass in a way that a lot of teams don't. It's just kind of fun to watch Providence. Purdue last night, they got over, really yesterday afternoon, game started at five. They got over on Florida A&M, 82-49. Newman, um, Edie, Kaufman-Wren, First, all in double figures. They're home against Rutgers Monday at 7 o'clock. That game on BTN. Then it gets serious, 
right, for Purdue and everybody else. This is really the last of the cupcake games. Uh, IU's women's team, they lost to Michigan State 83-78. That's their first loss of the season. Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl today, 3.30 on ESPN. They take on South Carolina. And Spencer Rattler, who has been, I think, a college football player since the turn of the century. He is a a quarterback in long standing in college football. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? As we kind of bring 2022 to a close, we'll do that this afternoon by giving away, and we'll do it live to the first commenter after I give the prompt. I'll ship this to somebody and and do that probably tomorrow, but it's an Andre Tippett. Uh, these are Sonon numbers. These are cool. Got this from Pristine Auctions, and... Uh, <clears throat> Very, very nice. So tune in this afternoon to Inside Indiana Sports Now. And if you're a subscriber, you got a chance to win that glorious uh, piece of sports memorabilia. All right, birthdays. Rudy Catchman, happy birthday. William Kievers, the great Mike Keene celebrating a birthday. Michael Hussein, Laura Cole Groninger, happy birthday. Charlie Lake, Greg Rakestraw, and the great Mark Bierman. If you need a lawyer in the Highland Park, Illinois area, I cannot recommend Mark Bierman highly enough. He is a Camp Menominee alum in high standing and will do a great job on your behalf. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift each other. Refuse that impulse to bring each other down and rag somebody. Don't do it. Make people feel better, and that would be a hell of a good New Year's resolution. We'll talk to you later this afternoon as we bring our, well, not really, we'll have a post game on, uh, no, that'll be New Year's Day. So be the last I talk to you in 2022 this afternoon at about four o'clock. I can't wait.